This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Hold on, I gotta slowly open up my product placement. Bop. Tim Hortons. Just waiting, just waiting for them to suddenly realize that they've been getting free advertisements. 33 people. Soon to be 34, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who'd you talk to joining? Did you have a good man there? A uh, guy I used to work with his name, uh, Jesse Garula. Um, he worked at Power Center. And I didn't realize that he was really into our shit. He was in on the weekend, he and his family. Mm -hmm. So we hung out, and he'd actually said, like, we got to talk about Fallen Kingdom. You know? And he admitted he never watched the movie, but he, he was all about the spoilers. Because I was like, dude, you can't watch our shit if you don't see the movie. Because <laughs> we, we, we slowly got out of saying spoilers. Yeah. You know, especially when we're, like, talking about older movies, but still. Um, anyway, so he's actually a big fan of our, uh, Facebook, and he shares a lot on Facebook. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, I've talked him into, uh, the YouTube, so at some point he's going to create an account just to subscribe to us. I like that. So, I like that. So, Jesse, you're the man. Hi, Jesse. I'm Ken. Nice to meet you. Did work that out? Uh, I think that's, that's fine. That's right. fine. I don't see a problem with that. Because okay. we haven't even introduced ourselves. So. No. Oh, right. This would be like a cold well, open. Well, <laughs> I'm Ken. Levitsky. And I'm Chris Mercier. There is. And this is... Geek. Pants. Can. Cast. Alright. A little weird at the end, but... Yeah, uh, it got weird. Not bad. Not got bad. weird. Just like Annihilation's ending. Got weird at the end. And the other thing that bothered me about that one, though, was the CGI. <clears throat> some parts were a little rough. No, some parts were really rough. But the parts that were good... The parts oh, that were good... The budget went really into the bear. Good. The budget went into Yeah, the and then nothing else. Yeah. So today we're going to talk uh, Mission Impossible 1, 2, 3. That's right. The original trilogy. Yeah, I know, and it's so weird to think of it as a, an original trilogy on yeah, its own. because here's the new trilogy. Yeah. I'm actually referring to the new one as the New Era trilogy. Okay. Just because they flow really well together. Whereas well, they do. The first three, like the gaps in technology with, with each movie, it's, just, it's so glaring. But also the gaps in between movies, too. Huge gaps. Like, it was four years between first and second, and then six years yeah. between the second and the third. And that's the longest gap. Yeah. And, and the then... The third and fourth was five years. Five years. That and was a long gap, too. Three between four and five, and then three between five and yeah. six. Yes. So, so then it started to get to, like, a normal schedule. I mean, Tom Cruise was crazy busy in the 2000s. He did so many freaking things. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, have a word for it. Oh, and it, uh, no, we gotta wait. We gotta wait till oh, we get to. Oh, we're gonna. We get to like in the, good, the good, meat and potatoes use of a this. Segue. What? What? I don't know. It's not gonna be a segue. Hmm. It's just I thought about this and I was like, it actually makes a lot of sense during that period of time when he was making movies. Ah, uh, okay. So, so Instagram has this cool new feature where um, there's something cool on Instagram. There's some cool stuff on Instagram. But basically, it's it's ask us a question. Oh, right? okay. And Geek Pants is on Instagram, right? Geek Pants that's Media. Right. I like that you said right, like you remember. Right, right? you know this, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. I gotta make sure that you're. I know you are one of the ten people following it, so I gotta make sure you remember. Way. That's one of the reasons, okay. only reason why Instagram <laughs> at this point was to to fucking hawk our own shit. <laughs> so I put up um, a Mission Impossible picture there today, and I said, 
Hey, we're shooting a Mission Impossible episode tonight. It's part one of our Mission Impossible series. Okay. Shoot us a question. Yeah. I got two questions. Fuck off. So I'm going to hit you with them. Okay. Ready? All right. Okay. So, uh, Nicky Kemp, who I know from High Def Ninja. Okay, cool dude. He actually got me the writing position. Over there. Excellent. All right, Nicky. Nicky. Okay, man. So this is favorite cruise film and or role. Oh, that's a tough one. Favorite cruise film and or role. Yes, hmm. yes. I think I would say that my favorite would probably, like the role itself, may actually be his, uh, his Ethan Hunt character. Ethan Hunt? Yeah. I mean, there's so much yeah. up in there. Um, favorite movie is tough. Favorite movie is tough. I'm probably... I'm probably just gonna have to throw out like my top three favorite films because I don't know if I can pick one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love a lot of Tom Cruise movies, but I have like a specific few that I watch a lot. Well, that's just it too. Like right? I'm in the same boat. Like uh... favorite role, I'm going with Jerry Maguire. Oh, okay. I love All Jerry right. Maguire, so that would be my favorite role that he's done. Um. But, yeah, I would say Ethan Hunt beats out Jerry Maguire for me. Yeah? Yeah. Well, fair enough. I mean, Ethan got a lot more sequels than Jerry. Yeah, he certainly did. He did. Um, we don't know how much money we've shown to him, though. <laughs> Favorite Cruise film? I, 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 watched, I watched the shit out of Edge of Tomorrow and Oblivion, and I love War, War of the Worlds. Yeah, see, and I love cruise and sci-fi. Cruise and sci-fi. And it's a, like, you wouldn't think he would be that mix for it. But, no. Oh, you know what? My favorite, actually, I have to rescind everything. My favorite movie and role was uh, Vincent from uh, Collateral. Oh. Yeah, that is, right. that, like, I was going through the catalog and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went, like, yes. Collateral. Yes, because Collateral and his Vincent. Fucking good. Uh, he's a bad guy in yeah, that movie. Yeah, he's got that gray hair. And, and he's not even like a kind of bad guy. Oh, he's bad. He's a fucking bad guy. Fucking like, definitely bad guy. And that was a great movie. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. of the few times where I'm like, alright, Jamie Foxx, fucking right. So good. Yeah. So good. So yeah, that would be it. That would be my favorite. That, that's that's favorite the role that's and favorite film movie. and role. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking about uh, The Last Samurai. I do like The Last Samurai. I like The Last Samurai. The Last Samurai is like in the same group as like but I can't rewatch it as much as like Collateral. Yeah. Collateral, I'm like, yeah. It could be on halfway through and I'll be like, yep. Some of these Mission Impossible movies, I'll admit that if uh, there's other things to watch, I've watched them enough that I will, like, I will, you know, I'll, we'll maybe them. I might, I, I might skip them. I might not, depending on my mood. Yeah. Collateral, I'll be like, no, 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 we gotta watch this. Mm -hmm. Even if Michelle's like, we just watched this last week, I'll be like, you can go upstairs. Or, I mean, I'll go upstairs. <laughs> not going to talk tough. Well, we know your wife's a massive Tom Cruise fan. Mm. She's probably really looking forward to this episode. <laughs> Actually, I found out that... I'm cruising for a bruising. She doesn't... Oh, whoa, hey! Whoa. She doesn't watch them uh, on her by herself. She only watches them with me. Oh. So if I don't watch them with her, she doesn't watch them. Oh, I didn't okay. realize that. Oh. So, yeah. So I'm going to start watching it. But yeah, the cruise... Oh, man, she hates the cruise. She hates the cruise. She's like, oh, he's, he's a crazy asshole. And I was like... Yeah, but so is Mel Gibson, and you love Mel Gibson. Mm -hmm. Well, that's different. He's not a Scientologist. He's also crazy religious. It's just not Scientology. <laughs> You're right. He's just really racist. 
racist, <laughs> sexist. Yeah. Uh, when he gets drunk, he gets really angry and possibly violent. Mm -hmm. Like some of the stuff he said in that that phone clip. I know. I was like, man. I was like, no, I love you, man. I'm trying to still love you. After exactly. This. Like it's. I like, really don't want to not love you. <laughs> if the worst thing that Cruz has done is just be a part of a really fucked up religion that he himself hasn't really done anything bad about. Yeah. Like I've never heard him say, aside from the Matt Lauer in the interview. That's right. That, that one little period where he was like, Scientology is everything. Yeah, there was that one little. It wasn't even a full year. No. Because that is not the same year he jumped on Oprah's couch. That part's crazy. Yeah. That part's nuts, little, but still, if that's the worst thing that he's done, yeah. Mel Gibson is worse than him. Hey, I've jumped on couches. It just hasn't been caught and on I TV. And I watched Get the Gringo, okay? Ah. All right, so like, I'm a huge Mel Gibson fan myself. Mm -hmm. Huge Mel Gibson fan. Have you watched Expendables 3? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I really, I'm fighting it because it's not the same boat as uh, the first two. I know. I still haven't seen it yet either. And I want to watch it. And it's crew that they're trying to, they were trying to usher in. So that they can yeah. do Expendables you got all these, 4. All these sexy young guys in there, and then PG-13 rating. Can you say sexy young guys? I mean, really? I mean... You had Jet Li, you had Jason Statham, you had Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. you had... These are all sexy guys, too, sexy I'm, as, from what all, I'm told. All sexy men. From what I understand. Yes. I mean... I, you notice I didn't say Stallone, right? Right. Because the amount of work he's had done on his face, he mm. looks weird now. Yeah. And he's huge. Like, his head looks huger than it did in First Blood. Like, think about it. No, I don't. His head grew. His head just got Yeah. Bigger. I don't want to say he's using human growth hormone. I mean, you look at him every decade. His head gets bigger every year. But he's using human growth hormone. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Um, needless to say. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Collab so, collab so, that's okay. question one in okay. the books. All right. And, and then, yours was War of the Worlds, right? Uh, or no, sorry. I, well, I do watch War of the Worlds a lot. No, I, you know, I got to go with Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow was really good. One of the but I really I love say, Oblivion, too. Ah, see, Oblivion's mm. story wasn't as good as the actual cinematography. No. See, that's, that's the thing. The cinematography and the music. Yes. And it's just like, it's beautiful. Like, it's like a two-hour music video that I don't want to see. The only watching. part that really falls out for me is... Uh, is right when he meets his clone or his twin or whatever. Oh yeah. And yeah. I remember just immediately being like, "Oh, I think I know how this is gonna end." And sure enough, it ends. It ends that way. Yeah. But okay. All right. We won't get too far okay. off. Uh, some guy named James Levitsky. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. You know him, right? I think I'm related to him. He's got my last name. That means hmm. that that I would have grown up with him. I think you might have. Just kidding, James. Hey. I love you. You're awesome. So so this guy goes. Toronto model. Hmm, I'm actually surprised how serious he got with this question. Do you think Ben Stiller should be the villain in the next Mission Impossible? The answer is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, James. Yes, we do. I mean. You. Uh, you. You fucking play that perfect. I'm surprised how serious you got with it. I was like, really? Like, how serious? Nope, didn't get serious at all. No, not at all. Not at all. No, if I could get a full-length Mission Improbable, I would take it in a heartbeat. I I actually, I think, like, you know what? Like, if Ben Stiller could be, like, he'd be a really good bad guy. Yeah, I mean, his serious roles, he's he's a good actor. Yeah. When he gets serious. He'd be a really good uh, bad especially because there was that on-again, off-again Hardy Boys movie. Which yeah. it would be so funny. Yeah. You know, but I, it would have to be serious. Otherwise, I would just be like, okay, well, 
want to just do the shitty, like, uh, Step Brothers version of Hardy Boys then. Why not yeah. do that? Or, uh, what, what was the other one? Um, Starsky and Hutch. Yes. So, like, do it like Starsky that. And Hutch. You're going to yeah. do it, then do it yeah. like that and get it over with. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, they're awesome together. Like, Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder was so funny. So funny. I was literally just thinking, the like, the second I was just like, if they would have made it right after Tropic Thunder, I bet you that money, that money, movie, my movie. That money would have made movie. That money would have made movie money. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Thanks for the question, James. Thanks to everyone for those mm. questions. James, Nick, thank you. All right, so should we do it? I thought we were doing it. I mean, I guess we'll start with I thought we were in it. This movie called Mission Impossible 1. Yep. It didn't have a 1 in the title. I'm just, I'm well, just throwing the 1 in just there. Mission Impossible. Uh, from 1996. That blows my freaking mind. I like that number there. I thought that was kind of interesting. The 62% yeah. modern to Retroactively, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I, can't, I can't believe it's 22 years already since the first Mission Impossible. It's that, already been what? Uh, that's crazy. Isn't it been uh, 10 years? It's 10 years since the Dark Knight. In August, yeah. it'll be 10 years since Dark Knight. Yeah. They're re-releasing it on IMAX. And I gotta tell you, it'd be great to see that in IMAX. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Take a drive. Mm -hmm. So, Mission Impossible 1. You wanna kick it off or you want me to kick it off? I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off because kick it. when this movie came out, I wasn't a huge Tom Cruise fan. I, uh, I remember watching this, trying to watch this with you falling asleep, and it was the same thing I did with Jerry Maguire. Yep. Um, in fact, at that point, the only Tom Cruise movie that I remembered that I particularly liked was uh, Interview with a Vampire. Okay. Okay. That's a really good movie. That's, That's a really good, good vampire movie, good too. Movie. You know? Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I just, uh, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it, or whatever. This was kind of the kickoff to like his, his action movies, right? Like, he didn't do a ton of action before this. No, he, he did, did a like, lot of comedy and drama and whatnot really do comedy. Well, I mean, you know, like he, he would do dra like, dramedies then, yeah, you know, like, like Rain Man out, and stuff like that. Rain Man Cocktail. Yeah. Cocktail. Whiskey Business. Yep. That kind of stuff. That's um, right. You know, um, Legend. Legend. I love Legend. I gotta rewatch that. Legend is oh, so Oh, I forgot good. to bring the book too. I finished it. You finished it? Oh yeah. Well, that was a quick read. Yeah. Yeah. Jurassic Park, the book, mm -hmm. not as good as the movie. Ah. The Lost World book, better than the movie. Oh, okay. Instantly better. Wow, that's... Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so that's where I, where I was at with the Mission Impossible. Yeah. So for a while there, when Mission Impossible 2 came out, I was shooting my pants over Mission Impossible 2, uh, and it took years later, I guess once I matured, to uh -huh. rewatch Mission Impossible 1 and look at it and go, like, this is actually a really good movie. Mm -hmm. You know? Um... It's not as dated as I thought it would be. Hmm. You know, like, some of the tech, yes. Naturally, some of the tech is dated. But for the most part, not too bad. Um, even just, uh, it's funny, because, like, one of the things that uh, is very similar to the the Bourne movies is the, uh, the spy that is uh, framed. So yep. his own organization is out to get him type of thing. So they have that aspect in there. That's pretty by the numbers, but there was a lot of really cool scenes in this movie. Um, and just the way he played the character, too. Like, he was really cool in this character. 
I thought he was cooler in this movie than he was in the second one. Um, and we'll go into that. But uh, Oh, we will. Yeah. Um, and anytime you get to see Jean Reno in a movie. Yeah. You know, like for a guy, like for us, like we grew up loving The Professional. Not Leon The Professional. The, the professional. professional, okay. Before it was Leon, it was Leon before the professional, but we knew it only as professional. Yeah, when we watched it, it was the professional. Because this came out what two years after professional? I think professional was ninety four, I believe. And we watched that right, like right out of on home video. I remember. Yeah, there was that whole stretch there when like I saw him and I was pumped because like the two years, yeah, two years after this, he did the Godzilla ninety eight. Yeah, Godzilla. exactly. So like every couple years, we we're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, you know, John Voight is in this movie and mm -hmm. he's actually playing. The original character from the series, from the actual TV show. Oh, interesting. I see. I never... Yeah. Knew that. Yeah. And, uh... Even just the opening sequence where, like, they kill everybody off was really yeah. cool. Because that it, always surprised me. That was a huge surprise because they actually had some fairly big names in there. Yeah. You know? Emilio Estevez was in it. Yeah, exactly. He dies within the first five minutes. Yep. He wasn't a cameo. He, he was in multiple scenes. That's right. At that beginning. That's exactly Yet he's it. totally uncredited. <laughs> which always blew my mind. Because, like, you're watching the opening credits, and you're like, oh, yeah. And then immediately, you're like, Mario! And yeah, like, exactly. Watch the end credits. He's not even in the end credits. It's yeah, like, I don't... Um... Amelia must have pissed off Tom. Okay, so, like, for me, like, I'll go into a little bit... Here's the funny part, though, because I mentioned that John Voight was the original one. Yep. Fans of the original TV show shat on this movie because he did the heel turn. Mm. You know? Okay. And I was like, okay, like, I get that. That's fine. But, uh, but Ethan Hunt, I felt, they did a really good job of immediately making Ethan Hunt smart. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, physically capable. Um, and you knew he was a good guy. Like, he was a, he was a good guy. You know what I mean? And they put him in this scenario where he has to get the, uh, the knock list, right? Which is mm -hmm. the list of all the, uh, undercover agents out in the field. Yep. Okay, so the bad guys get this. That's gonna kill a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, and the whole point is to get the knock list to rustle out the mole and prove that he's not actually the mole, right? So it is a pretty by the numbers spy movie, but they did some really cool stuff with. Like one of the things I like is that uh, for the movie as a whole, all of them, is that it's not just the one guy in the field. Yeah, it's uh, you know he's got the guy in the chair, but he's also got the hacker. He's also got like. There's a group behind him. There's at least two or three people that are always working with him. He's just the point man that's going in behind the lines, mm -hmm. which is really cool, and it makes a lot of sense. Yep. You know, instead of uh, having the one lone wolf guy, as much as I love Jason Bourne, you get, I do get the sense that actually no, I don't get the sense that Bourne would have like a team behind him because of the way they create the character. Yeah. Well. But James Bond would be more. Bond would have a team. He would have a team that's like in his ear the whole time. Yeah. And not just. Uh, you know, M, but an actual team of people, right? And mm -hmm. Not whenever he chooses to. Yeah. But either way, um, well, like I said, the opening sequence I really, really liked because they do a good job of uh, killing off everybody. While uh, I like that they don't really make you think that Ethan had anything to do with it, mm -hmm. but they still tease, like, who did it, though? And he's trying to find out who did it. Um, the scene in uh, Langley. Yeah. I mean, that's a classic scene. We'll see that scene, like that spot where he's out, spread out, he's catching the drop of sweat. We'll see that scene probably for the next forever. Like, we'll die, that scene will still be playing, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's a really cool 
scene. It's a very intense scene. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you got to say? Um, what to me? To me, it feels like a product of its time now. It it feels older now. Yes, actually, yeah. Especially when you compare it to the other four soon to be five films, like, uh, okay, so I I wrote number one. Tom looks really young in this. Yes. Like even comparing it to Mission Impossible two, like he's he looks he does look really young, but it is a testament to how well he's aged, though. Right. Because I actually just uh, I watched a bit of uh, Jack Reacher Never Back or Never Go Back, the sequel. Yeah, some of it's got never in the title. Yeah, and uh, he looks he's older. But it's not like, whoa. No. Jeez, buddy. No. You know, maybe Scientology, there's something to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're going to age. Maybe I might look into that. I'm not, but whatever. And then, yeah, number two is the technology use. Because obviously, I mean, they're popping on floppy disks. They're talking on pay phones. Like, it, yeah. It's, it's a product of its era. You're right. You're right. And uh, even the clothes they wear, there's not a timeless aspect to it. Yeah. And uh, I'll use Born again. Like, Born is very timeless in the sense that, like, he's wearing, like, a t-shirt. Like, t-shirt jeans. jeans. Like, you know? that, that stuff's always going to be around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this is a little bit more fashionable. So it does date it. You're right. Um, yeah. and, that, and that was one of the things that, like, when you rewatch it, you kind of go, oh, yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. Um, Special effects were crazy good. Special effects, that was actually my next thing here. I mean, like, the makeup effects are amazing in this. Like, right away when I started rewatching it the other night, and he, he's in that um, opening scene as that old dude. Yeah. I was just like, that's some damn good makeup. Exactly. Like, You're like, it shouldn't good. look that good for that time. But then I found out that Rob Bowden is the guy that did it, and this is the guy that did the thing and Robocop and Total okay. Recall. And All right. So he's guy knew his the shit. money that they paid. Guy knew him, his right? shit. Yeah. 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 I mean,. Um, it's it's really funny because like for me and I, I I still really like this movie but I find that the ending towards the end of the movie is where it falls apart a bit for me. It does, you know. It does. It kind of like it speeds up. It gets to the the conclusion real quick. Yeah, they start trying to like the movie is kind of like a slow jog, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then right at the end, it's just it's like, sprint, boom, sprint, like, boom. And uh, I, before I forget though, I like the part where he's talking with the. John Boyd, and I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he's hearing John Boyd talk about the other guy's deaths and stuff like that, and talking about how, like, like he, how he was, right, like, right. he fell off the cliff and stuff. And then you see the other vision. You see all the actual, the way they all died. And yeah. You see that John Renault was actually working with him. You see him, like, faking his own thing, like, he's looking up because of the cameras and the Google Glass, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and... You know that Ethan Hunt has figured it out. He knows that he's the guy. He's the mole. But he doesn't give it up. You know? He makes it seem like they're still buddy-buddy. He doesn't know anything. And I thought that was really cool because almost immediately movies like that tend to go like, you. It was you. It was you all along. You know? Instead, he was just trying to thread it to see where this will go and if he can get the knock list. All right? Um, But then when they do the twist with his wife, being part of it. He pulls out the mask. And... Then I was like, oh, see? Like, even the first time I watched it, I remember just being like, oh, this is really cool. He's not letting him know that he knows, but then you still get that, like, yeah. oh, you're part of this too? So that was really cool. Yeah, I enjoy that part. Um, I enjoy this more than I, I used to. Though, it's probably still on my on the lower end of Mission Impossible for me. It is now. Especially when you look at the new trilogy, and we'll get into that next episode, but the new trilogy is damn good. Yeah, 
damn Like, good. for me, if the weakest movie is Ghost Protocol, that's not a bad thing. No, like, the, the, the first if. trilogy, each movie is so different. They, they don't, they don't really complement each other like the, the last three, right? No, 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 no. And, like, uh, mm. like, I actually was thinking about this when I watched the third one. It's almost as if you shifted. If the third one was the sequel, that's a better compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, there's too much time in between to actually make it work, right? But that's a better compliment because character-wise, they seem a lot closer than they do in, from one to two, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I realized that to get to three and then the new trilogy, you have to have number two. Yeah. You know? You've got to have number two. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about number two in a minute, but... Um, I mean, that helicopter scene on the... The helicopter scene... On the train? That is a great scene. That is incredibly cool. And that actually has aged quite well. That has aged really well. I've seen some movies from the 90s where, like, you're like, ooh. Yeah. That don't look good anymore. Exactly. That does not look good anymore. Like, Mortal Kombat being one of them. Spawn, which came out a year after this. To be fair, Mortal Kombat didn't look that good to begin with. Mm. Mm Mm-mm. When they were just, like, in the actual costumes... Yeah. You know, and they were using, like, animatronics or whatever. Not bad. But CGI Goro? Terribly. Goro was, uh... He was makeup, wasn't he? I thought he was a big puppet. I thought the actual movement part... Reptile was all CG. Mm. He looked bad. <laughs> bad. I mean, that was a movie that I should have just kept in my childhood. Which is sad, though. I made the awful I'm, mistake I'm super glad it. I... Because I've seen don't enough Don't rewatch it. Don't rewatch it. I know. Leave that memory in your childhood going, ah, like even Spawn, leave that in your childhood. Oh, no, I've, I've already broken that rule. You broke that rule? I, I watched okay, it. Okay, see, I broke the rule I both. I was just like... You know, like, like... It's, I'll say this really quick about Spawn. It's the Malbolgia ending. Yeah. That is just really bad. You have to have the ending of Malbolgia. You have to. But you can't... Like, to do it like that, it's just... <laughs> it's really like, bad. Although, uh, I do have high hopes for Jamie Foxx. Yeah? How about Jeremy Renner as Twitch? Um... What is it that you said? Couldn't we get anyone else? Like, there's other people out there? I mean, I look at Sam and Twitch, and right away I'm like, John Goodman and William H. Macy. Yeah, I agree. I, I, like, mean, I look at them, I'm just like... Visually, I'm not sure it's not why to cast. with Renner. Not like, unless cast. Renner loses a bunch of weight. Pulls a Christian Bale. Yeah, like, unless he pulls a drops. Christian Bale. But even then, it's just like... I, I, I wanted to be, like, contrarian to you. Yeah. But I feel the same way. It's just like... Yeah. Other people are acting... You can get a guy that looks better closer to this than you can yeah Renner but I mean I don't know McFarlane's directing and he's got an idea it I guess it might I, even just be like a star power thing yeah you know it, it's gotta be they don't have a budget so they need something cause they didn't to... necessarily need to go with Jamie Foxx either I mean Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner are like guaranteed bringing money they could've went with uh, was it Michael B. Jordan yeah could've he's the hot shit at the moment can you blame them no I mean he's a great actor he was really good as Kill Killjoy? No. Killmonger. Killmonger. That's right. Say like Killjoy, Killgrave? No. Kill, yeah, Killgrave. Kill definitely not Killgrave. A lot of kills. Lot definitely of, not Killgrave. A lot of kills in the Marvel Universe. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Like, that part, a lot of the shit actually really holds up. It's just the minor things of dates movies. Yeah. Like, the phones and the cell phones. And exactly. Stuff like that. Uh, even some of the, like, one of the things that I do like about this movie, though, is that the tech isn't too far removed. No. The face masks, like the face technology is the only thing that's really like, yeah, okay, guys. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, 
But then again, this isn't a movie, so you could do it anyway. You could do it. Right? I mean, so it's can, like, freaking shoot lasers from space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's true. Uh, just had to just had to die another day, didn't you? Just had to die another just day. Had to. Couldn't wait for tomorrow, because the whole tomorrow of that movie. never dies. <laughs> now, how do we go to the world's not enough? It's not that hard. Golden I mean, is the world enough? No, it is not. No. The world is not enough. Because? Because I have a golden eye. Oh. That deserves one of those. That deserves yeah. one of those. Yeah. I don't know what a golden eye is. I don't want to ask. Nope. Nope. All I'm right. a gold member. No. But speaking of the train scene. Yeah, yeah. It's not that one in there. I waited for it. I was like, right I know away. you heard this. Speaking of the train scene. And then you just picture gold yeah. member. You're gold like, member. Shit. Damn it. God damn that motherfucker got me. Okay, alright, speaking of that train scene. The movie's surprisingly graphic at times. Yeah. Like when Emilio gets his head. Yeah. Freaking it it briefly shows it. Like it shows it. And then I you know. cut and then you cut to the end with the the helicopter. Mm-hmm. John Renault, they show him burning in flames. They yeah. show John Voight's face smacking those tracks. I know. Like I was just like, whoa, they're really showing this. It's like uh speed. At the very end of the movie. Where he lifts up Hopper's head. Right, right. And they actually show the, the mannequin's head getting knocked yeah. off. And you're just like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising. But then that had an R rating. This coming with a PG-13. <laughs> yeah. Was it, or was it 14A at the time? Uh, I don't think I don't think the Canadian rating actually existed yet back then. Okay. I think that was right. like... Mm, Either 90, way. 90, you're right. Like, it is a, it is a graphic movie. Um, yeah, that really surprised me the other night. I was just like, holy shit, like, Emilio's face went into that spike. Yeah. Clear as day. <laughs> I mean, okay, so, like, I was kind of scoffing at the 62%, but uh, you know what, like, the more I think about it, the more we talk about it, it's, like I said right at the beginning, the, the story itself isn't anything dramatic. It no. is a fairly paint-by-numbers spy movie. It is. You know, um... And I, that was one of the, the one with few knocks that I, as I was rewatching, I was like, yeah, but it is pretty paid by numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It really is. And um, they even do that, they try to do the fake out with the, the other head honcho, the head of the IMF. IMF. Yes. He's trying to hunt down uh, Ethan Hunt, and then they try to do the fake out where they go, it's actually him, mm-hmm. right? You know, and even though that's showing the scene where uh, Hunt, Ethan is actually figuring out that it's his old mentor. They still try to throw that fake out. I was like, ah. Yeah. Eh. You had this great scene where you, you could have had to just leave it as Ethan knows and he's just going to play close to his chest. Mm-hmm. And then they try to do the one, the red herring, if you will. Yeah. Like, ah. But still, ridiculously good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I got much more. Oh, Ethan's parents being mentioned numerous times. I thought that was interesting because I didn't remember that. Yeah. They, they talk about how they had a family farm and everything. Yeah. They, they get set up and everything. <laughs> Later on in the third movie, they, he briefly mentions to his wife that they passed away or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I would still love to see a little more of that touched upon, though. Like, I would love to see, like, him at this family farm or something. Just, like, they maybe talked that's about how, it so much in the first movie. Maybe that's how they uh, they end his story. If they end his story. Him with Julia at the farm yeah, or something. Yeah, like if they ended yeah. that way, that would be a good way to end it. Because you're right. Like, I mean, I actually kind of thought it was, it was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. You know, because you take it for granted that, uh, like, Bond is an orphan. Yeah. You know, and even though they never really mentioned, I don't think they've ever mentioned it up until Skyfall. I don't think so. You know, 
Because, like, they mentioned frequently that he had parents, right? Yeah. But you never think of it as in terms of that they died really young and then... Yeah, I mean, to, you know, everyone has parents, you know, right? right? You know but, uh, like, Bourne is another one where they don't really mention his dad at all until Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, like, I perked up, and then almost immediately I was like, oh, uh, like, I mean, I liked the idea sure. of his dad being the guy that created the Treadstone uh, protocol, I guess if you want to call mm-hmm. it that. Um, and like I said in the our previous podcast, I just don't like how they went, not only was he killed to get born to do this, but he was also killed by the acid. You're like, yeah. Yeah. you didn't need it. I didn't like that at all. It was unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. You know, it's like two knots for Everyone the Everyone has thing. to be connected. Yeah, but Why? it's like... I don't know. We went into that. But anyway, so we're, yeah. I, we're I, on another agent now. Maybe it's uh, I mean, that's a fitting way to end it because they make it look like he's going to die. He has to die in order for the series to go on, but I don't think so. I mean, they were always teasing Jeremy Renner's going to take over, but now he's not in Fallout, so. Yeah. I guess that's not happening. Yeah, exactly. Especially, I, I thought, you know. Weird because, just... like, his character got a progression from Protocol. To Rogue Nation. Huge progression. You know? And then Hawkeye got replaced with Superman. Table. Which, I mean, not a bad... That's actually a really good trade-off. Mustachioed Superman. One of the reviews I thought... That I thought was really, really cool. Because I remember I was just watching it in the trailer. I thought it was really... Like, just looked so cool. Where they're in the fight scene. In the bathroom. And he's just like... Yeah. And it gets right back in there. One of the lines is... uh, He literally reloads his arms like a shotgun. I was like, that's exactly what he does. Now I just picture like, yep. shh, 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 shh. I was like, fuck, that's awesome. That's so awesome. I know. Now you see that movie or that trailer and you'll yeah. go, yeah, yeah. shotgun arms. Or we watch the movie we'll be like, shh, 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 shh. That's right. It's just like, <laughs> like, that was such a great way to put it. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. I love that. But, uh, okay. So overall, uh, I would say 62%. Like I would put it, uh, if we're talking like, the new trilogy will save my, my order. I mean, we'll save the order, I guess, for the end of our, our next part, right? We'll do the all six. Yeah, okay. We'll yeah, that the, makes sense. That makes sense. But uh, I mean, so, yeah, that was Mission Possible. I think I'm safe to go on Mission Possible, too. How about you? Yeah? Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. Mission Impossible 2. You want me to kick this one off since I clearly have more love for it? Go right ahead, man. All right. Ahead. It's all you, man. All right. It's all you. <clears throat> One. I'm going to say this real quick, though. I did say at the beginning that this was one of my favorites. Yeah. This was one of my favorite Mission Impossible movies. Go. Go. Here we go. It's also a product of its time, though. I did notice this. Mm-hmm. Though it's obviously aged better than the first film. It's four years newer. Yeah. Um, but for me, I love this flick. I love this flick. And I have... Let, let me just go through my notes quickly. Please do. Please do. Okay? A lot of it has to do with just, like... Not so much the film itself, but just how it affected me during my teenage years. And just, that just sticks with me, okay? So, okay, that makes sense. All right, so to me, this acts as a really nice end cap to the over-the-top action movies of the 90s. Because this is kind of the end cap. This is like year 2000. We had all those crazy John Woo, Michael Bay movies through the 90s that we were just like, ah, yes, amazing. This is kind of like the wrap on that. Okay. Because those movies kind of vanished come the 2000s. Yeah, they, they really did. Right. And- there, but to be fair, there's only a handful of them that if you rewatch now, you're like, oh, no, this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Like The Rock? Oh, Rock's still good. That's still an amazing movie. Con Air. Con Air, yep. The Bunny. Nicolas Cage movies. Nick Cage! This, didn't even have, this was like a happy oh, accident. Oh, man. Oh, man. Nick Cage. It's a happy Nick accident, Cage. actually. 
I never even thought about it from that perspective. I just thought, yeah, The Rock, because that's a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. That was one of the movies where he was making his name off of. And then Con Air was another one. Yeah, well, you had the three in a row, right? Face Off with John Woo. That's right. Yeah. No, I was talking about Michael Bay. Oh, Michael Bay. Yeah. Well, Bad Boys was basically where he that's right. started. That's Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Yeah, Bad Boys. Oh. And I think I think The Rock was his second movie. Rock was that, his second I movie. Believe. And then, uh, and then Armageddon. Armageddon, that's right. Like, Bay was good at the beginning. I think it was just because they had people around him that were like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Michael, no. Yeah, that's true. Michael, no. There's people to hold him back back then. Yeah. Now he's just like, like he did throw money and explosions at it. I think he did the uh, the lens flare in Pearl Harbor. I think that was the first time he did it. Mm. And I think, and that was also, I think, the one where he, he had that like rolling shot of them like on an angle looking up towards them so they looked like the giants. Yes. And he loves that sky. show. He loves that show. And I think he just wants to look at their dicks. Or genitalia, because there's he does it to women too, so he does it to women too, yeah. He's an equal offender. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh Michael Bay. I love it. It's a love hate uh, It's a love hate, it really is love yeah, hate. It is. It's like you were so good during, to me during my childhood. Why did you have to piss on my childhood? And you just kicked me in the dick <laughs> consistently as an adult. I don't yeah. I don't get it. Michael. Like, please have nothing to do with the newest <laughs> reboot of the Ninja Turtles. Mm, I don't think it will. But hey, who knows? Who knows? Um, it brings me back to my high school years, as I said. Uh, the crazy action and soundtrack with the guys that listen to, like Metallica and Biscuit. Like, this is a very, very 90s, early 2000s movie. Mm-hmm. It really is. To the point where people today, like young people that watch that, are probably not going to like it for that reason. Oh, yeah. They were like, this is not cool. Right? Yeah. But to me, that was cool. So I still look at it fondly. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, and a lot of good memories come with it. You know, I remember watching it in the theater in summer 2000 with my buddies. It was the first TV I ever owned that my nanny and son bought for me. Aww. And I still have it on the shelf for that reason alone. So, I mean, I got good memories with it. And the DVD special features were amazing. Yeah. You know, Mission Improbable, Ben Stiller. That alone was worth the DVD that was purchase. so funny. It, <laughs> the two of them just like... <laughs> yeah. uh, that oh, was man. one of the things I liked in that movie, though, was that uh, Doug Ray Scott actually calls attention to the fact that he's like <laughs> grinning like an idiot yeah. every couple of minutes. Yeah. And I was like, well, hey, hey, it. It's true. You do it. It is true. Um. Yeah. So the John Woo hand Zimmer combo, I love it. Yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, like, I mean, that, it would be like. Uh, what was I, gonna, I mentioned this about Pantera. You know, like Great Southern Tranquil is mm-hmm. one of my favorite albums in high school. Now it's it's my favorite album, one of my favorite albums for different reasons, right? So that helped get me through high school because yeah. it wasn't the greatest, but it took me a while to re- like listen to it because it had all that darkness to attach to. Whereas now I can just be like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. a great album. Exactly. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, so, I mean... So I get it from that perspective. So Yeah, so you're kind of seeing like... So it's... I'm going to... like a little bit of a dick here, but rose-colored glasses over here. No, I will get into, like, the movie itself, though. Okay. But, but before I do, i got to say... So John, this is your preface. Okay. I was watching, like, the action in that movie with John Woo and the music that Hans Zimmer put together yeah. for and everything. I was just like, that'd be a perfect combo for a Metal Gear Solid. In some aspects, yes. With, with less dubs. 
I don't think he'd be, he'd be like, well, no, then I'm not doing this fucking movie. Gotta have dubs. And you're like, yeah, but like, why dubs? There's just gotta be dubs. It's my signature. I put it in all the movies. How do you know he's a good guy? There's a bunch of dubs. I feel like saying, well, because he's the good guy. Yeah. If I watch the first Mission Impossible, I know that he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. No, you need fucking dubs. Okay, fine. Fine. Dubs. Don't argue with the dubs, man. Not arguing with you. Okay. Arguing. Okay. I'm arguing with John Woo, who's not with us. About his use of dubs, just so we're clear. It's still right. crazy. Yeah, he'll never watch this, so we're safe. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> I mean, we're name-dropping people. Eventually, someone's going to go, Hey, you know there's two dickheads in Canada, like Thunder Bay, I believe, and they're making mm-hmm. fun of you, John Woo, and he's going to go, They didn't have dubs. They must be evil. Pulls up Chow Young Fat, and we die. <clears throat> Although, as far as ways to go, that's not a bad way to go. That's not a bad way to go at all. Like Chow Young Fat and Hardboil? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Comes in here with fucking the double barrel guns and the cigarette in the mouth, just like fucking firing yeah. away and jumping for no reason across the room. And, oh yeah, yeah, I'd be down with that. I, you know, it's funny because like recently I've been rewatching John Woo movies, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to uh, not like them as much as I did. Because mm. I, I recently I mean, mentioned that with Face Off. Yeah, taste change, right? Okay. You know? And, uh, okay, well, actually, you know what? You get into your, uh, your meat and potato. Uh, I'm, I'm admittedly going to tear this movie apart, so. I know. I know. Um, You're just delaying the inevitable. Okay, Tom's chemistry with Danny Newton was fantastic, I thought. I thought the two of them were great together. Okay, right? that's I thought, debatable. I, I know. I, I, I thought they were great together. Ah. Uh, and I just, okay, I, I liked what? her character. Sorry, yes. The chemistry between them was, it was as good as it could be. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. But I mean, I did love her character. I would, I was always hoping to see like a part in a future Mission Impossible where he, where he needed a thief and he called her up for a job. It did surprise me that that was the last time we ever saw her because right, the way they built it up. And then the end on this like they love each other note. That's and right. And then the so third they, kicks they off with like, like, oh, he's that. married to another woman. What the fuck? And like, <laughs> I mean, I know the in movies like this they uh, they tend to do the James Bond thing mm-hmm. where it's sort of episodic in a way. Yeah. So I get that, but I mean, I I will admit that it was very jarring when we got to the third, and you're just like, mm. not even a mention. Yeah. Not like, uh, oh, like your last girlfriend before you met me. Nothing like that. And I mean, I guess part of it is also too that that's eight years removed or six years removed. Mm. Yeah, there is six years removed. That's a long stretch. It is, <clears throat> but I mean, just some kind of mention. Yeah. Would be fantastic for guys like me. Like I love the shootout scene where she injects herself with the chimera. He's like. You stay with me, I'm not going to lose you. And then he yep. blows a hole through the wall and jumps. Yep. Like, I love that scene. And the, the music just gets louder and yeah, louder. That and... scene, actually, that scene was really cool. And that scene is still held up mm-hmm. really well. Uh, the other scene that I thought was really well done was the uh, last stealth scene in the castle type of thing. Okay, yep, you yep. Know? Um, there's only a couple of things that I... What? Okay, part of. Hold on, hold on. How much more do you got? Did you want? You really want to get? I'm, it's bubbling. You want to cut loose? It's eh? bu- bubbling out. Okay, well, let me keep going just until, and yeah, then you'll it's... explode. You'll just. Right. This hurts me. Like this really hurts me. I'm I not want going... you to know this. Okay. Okay. I want you to understand. Here's that I'm not taking pride in the fact that, that I you... shit all over this movie. Okay. I'm not alone. I know this because this is still the highest grossing Mission Impossible on Earth. It's fucking mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Still the highest. Absolutely mind-blowing. So I'm not alone. I know. I'm not alone. Um, okay. D- 
Doug Ray Scott does a fine job as a villain, though admittedly he's probably the weakest of the villains in all the series. Yep. Also, if it wasn't for Scott being busy with this, he would be our Wolverine today. And oh, I know, I know, I know, and I'm so glad. So I'm so glad. So you gotta love this movie for that. Because, <laughs> like, man, I couldn't even picture anyone else. It's gonna be hard for right? a cast. Every time I watch Dougray Scott now, I'm just like I, I, I try to see him as Wolverine, and I can't. But you know what the other part is? The other part is is that he isn't actually as good as Hugh Jackman. No. No. I mean, I'm not surprised that his career isn't any higher than it is now. Because, I mean, like, I remember when this movie came out, and I was like, oh, Doug Ray Scott, blah, blah, blah. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, okay, all right. Yeah, because, I mean... Even though I love the movie, but you're right. Like, even then, I was just kind of like, eh. He, he is the weakest part of that movie. He's not bad by any means. No, but he is the weakest part. But he's also... He's... He's just a, he's a typical bad guy. I mean, he he's didn't just, have... Yeah. You know, I mean. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You okay. Go. Okay. You, you know what? I'm. I'm, I, I'm pretty much. I'm gonna say a nice cameo by Anthony Hopkins. I enjoyed seeing him in that. And um. <sighs> and and Ving Rhames. I I love that they carried him through the series. Yep. Because I love Luther. He's yep. a great character. Oh my god. He's all right. He is one of the best. Okay. Explode away. <sighs> okay. You all know right. Where to start so. Now, <laughs> First watched this movie, thought it was absolutely amazing. I was in the same boat as you. It was crazy. Because we love those movies. It was movies. so cool. It was so awesome. Yeah. Especially because we were hitting John Woo like crazy because it was Broken Arrow. And we all loved Broken Arrow. Yeah. Uh, Face Off. Yep. The other one, we all loved Hard Face Off. Hard Broken Arrow. Hard Target, you know? Mm-hmm. Now this. I'm watching, re-watching all of his movies that I loved as a kid, and I'm going, oh my god. Um, and now I'm starting to see the critics, uh, the critiques about it. I'm amazed that this got only 62% when, if you really think about it, take those rose-colored glasses off because the story itself, I, I gave uh, the first one shit for having a pretty by-the-numbers story. This is just a terrible oh, story. Oh, it's 100% paid by the numbers. This is, but it's also terrible. It's a horrible story. Like, it's, I mean, I almost wished it could have been, like, another, like, Oh, the spy is frame type of thing. Yeah, you know, because it's just it, it is kind of all over the map. It's uh, okay, Chimera. There's no cure for Chimera. This will kill you in like two days tops. Let's get Chimera. Okay, okay, no, but we can make a cure now. Let's get the cure now. She's gonna help me steal this. We're gonna fall in love in this weird like car chase tag scene. That's mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. Even at the beginning, like a whole, I watched this the other night, and a whole half an hour of this movie was going, and I remember just being like, "What the? F-? Like nothing is happening. It's the most boringest opening ever." Yeah, I love it. It's so slow. I feel like when they first met, uh, God, yeah. My problem, a lot of it stems from the fact that this is during a period which I like to call Tom Cruise's vanity era. This is where he. Booked like a million bucks all the way through, even in a movie where he didn't need to, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, so they have the scene where he's uh, meeting her in the, the ballroom dance, right? Yeah. And everyone's wearing all these like tuxes and dance uh, and yep. stuff like that. But not Ethan Hunt. He's wearing this completely out of character, or not out of character, but out of context jacket with a loosely buttoned up shirt. You know, like he looks like he just kind of like rock star look, right? Mm-hmm. With his long hair. And he's doing that smiling thing. Like, he's basically saying, everybody look at me. Nobody did. 
I'm not a spy. And he's dumb in this movie. He's really dumb in this movie. They, they make him so smart in the first one, and they make him really smart in every other one. This one, he's dumb. Okay? I, I hated the scene where he's rock climbing. The beginning scene? Yeah. Visually looks cool. Yeah. But from a character standpoint, you go from the first one to this one, and you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. All of a sudden, he's just, like, it's not even that he's thrill-seeking. It's almost like he's so super confident nothing's going to kill him that he doesn't need to tell people where he is, go rock climbing in the desert with the smallest jug of water I've ever seen in my life, no safety cords, no nothing, because God's not going to let him die. He's Tom Cr Ethan Hunt. Yeah. But I, I know he did you get most that awesome of those part stunts. Where he's just like, I know he did most of rocks. those stunts, and that's impressive. But at the same time, it's just like, what if you die? What if you died, and your like your lasting impression was you died doing a stunt that you didn't have to do, all because you wanted to show everybody that you're fucking Tom Cruise and you're amazing. Mm -hmm. The chemistry between him and Tandy, good, could have been better if the script was better. This is a garbage script, okay. The story could have been better if the script was better, but it seemed like everyone was doing some sort of hackneyed character from, uh, like, a really bad, like, Batman TV show. I half expected Doug Ray Scott to, like, rip off his full-on denim suit that he wore for 40% of that movie to rip that off and have BG on his chest because he's the bad guy. So frustratingly maddening how much I wanted to love this movie and I can't I really whoa hold on we who have, is that we have a guest star Penny I think someone likes Mission Impossible 2 and they're angry with you I think she's feeling the rage coming off of me and wants to console me I, I think uh you just love Chris so much don't you <laughs> so much but like so much. I mean, I really did want to like this movie because I had such fond memories of this movie because, I mean, even when I first watched the third one, I remember thinking it's not as good as the second one. Yeah. Okay? But I hadn't rewatched it at all. I mean, this... Even the fights that he does... And that's one of the things that I, I, I've always liked in the Mission Impossible movies is that their fight scenes are generally fairly grounded. Mm -hmm. This one... No. Well, this was over the top. This He's is like, throwing in somersault is, leg drops. Yeah. You know, like, even in the stealth completely scenes. Completely woo. <laughs> there's parts of the stealth scenes that I'm like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Like, he's even doing, like, these wicked turns in between, like, doorways and stuff where he's yeah. doing the spin, and it's all, like, tactical. And then he's throwing out, like, an extra barrage of moves that you're like, he would never need to do that if yeah. he would just, you know knock him out in one shot or do something. But I did like some of the stuff where he's distracting them so that they come towards him and like they spread out and stuff like that. So that part there is very much like I can see the Mission mm -hmm. Power Metal Gear Solid stuff. Did you like the part where he put the mask of himself on the bad guy and, and said he broke his jaw? I did like that part. I do like that part. I like that part. And then he shoots the bad guy, BG, as you That's call right, him. that's right. BG. No, 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 he wasn't shoots BG. His, his uh, Doug Ray Scott is BG. As BG. What would his uh, psychic's name be then? Uh, BGJ. BG. Oh, I was just going to go with the BGJ. Junior, right? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> bad guy Junior. Yeah, so um, his jaw wasn't broken and he got shot. No. It, it's uh, the Anthony Hopkins thing. I remember really liking it. The reason why I hate it now, that's it. You don't ever see it again. Oh. You never hear of him. 
they okay. they kind of do that with like every movie though, right? They each movie has like its own like until you get to the new era. Until you get to the new era. But right. I mean, I actually Wrong like the, no. But, oh wait, Chris. Chris uh, needs his petty Yeah. Dishes. Oh, All I right. know. You just wanted to see this. I know. I know. Yeah, I like your haircut. I like your haircut. It's a pretty girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who's just going ape yeah. shit on the door? Yeah. All right. Okay, we're out. We're out. You're going that way. Thank you for the guest appearance, Penny. Always, always a pleasure, Penny. Always a pleasure. So, um, so yeah, keep uh, keep burping away. What else you got? It just seems like there's these pockets of greatness. Yep. Wrapped around in this really shitty movie, you know. And even like you mentioned, the soundtrack very much a '90s soundtrack. Oh yeah. And I remember immediately. You didn't listen to that kind of music though, so. Oh no! I was into corn, and I was into Limp Biscuit. Everyone was into Limp Biscuit for five dollars bills. Y'all. Everybody was into that I remember, for five dollars bills. Y'all. You listened to way better music than I did. I will openly admit to that. I will openly admit that five dollar bills, y'all, with mm-hmm. the faith. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved that album, and then the follow up album where it's like uh, break stuff or break shit. I think it was actually called break shit. That's another good album. It's after that that you're just like, so what are you guys doing? Yeah, see, I was into Chop the Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. You weren't. No. Partly because of the title. Rolling, 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 Let me guess. Let me guess. Yeah. Let me guess. That's an innuendo based around penises and assholes. <laughs> oh, you're so clever. <laughs> what is he doing now, by the way? What is he doing now? Absolutely fuck all? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. He tried to be an actor, tried to date Halle Berry. He tried a few things. Where is he now? He's certainly not on this camcast. And he never will be. I think he did better than Mark McGrath, though. I'll give him that. All right. He, he kept most of his own face, so I'll give him that. <laughs> That's another one. Mark McGrath, never on this show. Ever. No Sugar Ray? Sugar Ray Leonard? Uh, no. Okay, no. All right. <laughs> but no, no Sugar okay. Ray. All right. Okay, What was Smash Mouth? Can we do that? Yes. All right, thank you. We can do that, because that's another one where everybody loved that album. Plus, you're an all-star. That's right. I got my game on. You got that. You got that. That's right. So, overall, uh, terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible movie. Pockets of Greatness, a terrible movie. Um, I feel like I feel like if this was a movie, like, if they looked at this now, like, if they tried to get this script going now, I think, I honestly believe that Tom Cruise would have been like, we can't ever film this yeah he's we can't do this because during that period that vanity period i mean he was doing everything vanilla sky okay everyone shit all over vanilla sky i like vanilla sky i like vanilla sky but i also watch the uh spanish movie that it was based yeah. off of. and i love and Penelope Cruz movies. played the same character in exactly both movies. exactly and i watched that movie and i remember That's watching cool. vanilla sky going like i'm pretty sure i fucking watched this movie i'm almost certain and then i did okay um, that was a good movie, but again, I feel like that's a movie that if Tom Cruise looked at it now, he'd be like, oh no, no, I can't do this movie. This is so stupid. Tom Cruise. The fuck? Give me more of that collateral stuff. Does he really do, uh, oh, he did actually, he did American Made. American Made was, it, it reminded me of old Tom Cruise. See, I, I, was want, just like, I still wanted to watch that. Like, what a I different choice. He hasn't done a movie like that in a while. And that looked good. It looked like he it looked was good. really good. It looked like it. he had a lot of fun doing really it. Really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
What was another movie that he did within that year? That, that was also The Last Samurai. That was in that area, era, too. Yeah, that came out. Uh, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I think that, that might have actually been his movie after Mission Impossible, too. And see, now, following that up, yeah. Last Samurai is awesome. Like, absolutely awesome. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, the story was crazy good. Yeah. You, you couldn't... Like, I don't know how he, he, he looked at both scripts and was like, these will both be done. And they will both be amazing. He probably looked at the paycheck beside each one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he probably did. Then again, he produces his own movie, so... But that's the other thing, too. Who had the final thing responsible, I mean. too? Him. That's what I mean. Like, it's, so it's just like, it just seemed like, at that point in his life, it was, he was doing that whole, I can do no wrong. Because he had, he couldn't. He literally couldn't. I mean, this Mission Impossible 2 made what? Shit tons. Made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Based on the fact that it was over the top scenes with Tom Cruise. Okay? Mm -hmm. Not Ethan Hunt. And the Tom marketing, Cruise. the marketing was huge on this. So I didn't like Mission Impossible 1. So when they announced Mission Impossible 2, I was like, eh. When I fought, watched the trailers for the first time on TV, obviously, because I, I didn't, have, I didn't have internet were. back then. We all <laughs> were. When I first watched yeah. the fucking uh, last fight scene with him and Doug Ray Scott, uh, BG, and uh, BG. they yeah. were doing the, uh, the motorcycle motorcycling swashbuckling thing. Yeah. I remember just being like, now I watch it and I go, this is fucking stupid. This is so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> this is retarded. You like I watch that, and when they get thrown off the bikes and off the cliff, I feel realistically speaking that they would not be just up and going like this, ready to go. Okay, yeah, I did watch that part the other night when they when they hit midair and then they fall probably a good twenty feet to the ground. Yeah, and they got back up. I was just like, ah, uh, okay. I felt like I can understand been... some backflip and kicks, but that but it should have been like the ending of uh, the Jack Reacher movie. Actually, where they like they both fall off the building, like a house, not a building, a house, and they're both just like throwing these like just huge bombs because they know that they gotta hit one good one to fucking end it. But they're not like, all right, let's do it. They're mm. both like just beat up. Yeah, they're both could barely stand, you know. And Jack Reacher, I think, would probably be Tom Cruise's toughest character that he's ever played. Right? Mm -hmm. That would have made more. I wouldn't have been like, ugh, you know. Yeah. Even the even as a kid, when he kicks the gun up and then like ducks down to shoot him, right? That was awesome. Here I'm like bullshit. I feel like you would have been shot five times. I'm like, never mind that it's all in slow mo, right? But still, it looks cool, but it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, it hurts. It I hurts mean, to say all this because I really, really like this. It's movie a John Woo movie. Time. That's John Woo, right? And I feel like at that time. Tom Cruise was kind of looking at, like, who's the hottest director right now. Oh, yeah. He definitely was. John Woo, that's, I want to do he a movie with him. He definitely was, because why else with this shit script? Can you yeah. honestly tell me that the script is not as bad as I'm making it out to be? Can you tell me that? I mean, I don't think it's as bad as we're making it out You're an idiot, so what the fuck? I don't know. I, uh, man. I've seen way worse scripts. That whole first 40 minutes is a slog for me. Yeah. Like, I literally went like this. I went... Well, I didn't. I was, I'm at home, so I'm not watching. Wait a minute, I watched. But I actually looked to see how much time it went, and I went, oh, it's only been 40 minutes. Only been 40 minutes. And then we got, luckily, we you got. You 40 minutes in, and I was just like, yeah! Shortly after that, we got into the scene where he's infiltrating the, 
the lab, which is really cool. Yes. The infiltration scenes are really cool. Because that, that scene starts off with him free diving through that crack, and it's not opening, and Ben Rams is like, don't do yeah. it yet, Ethan. Oh, yeah. It just opens in time. And the whole scene's really good. Really good. Really good. So, like, I, if we had more of that, um, especially because, like, I feel like, again, coming off of the first one and going into this one, it's a weird, like, so they jog and then sprint to the end of the first one. This one is a flat-out sprint. To the end of the movie. Yeah. They're literally just like, oh yeah, there's a horrible uh, virus. We don't have a cure for it. I'm going to rock climb. Don't ever try to find me, you know? And then they get to the end and it's like, we love each other. We'll never see each other again. Yeah. And Anthony Hopkins? Eh. Yeah. I remember I thought it was cool. I will say this. I will agree 100%. Bing Rames. Awesome. He's awesome. He's absolutely He's awesome. He's awesome in every one of these. He's, I don't think I've seen him in a movie that I didn't like him in. Even gross, go, gross. Ghost Protocol, when he's not in it, and I was really bummed. And then he pops up. I was like, yay! He had to be there. He had to make an appearance. I did the exact same thing, so I was just like, but you can't do it. And like, he's alive. I know. So, you know. I mean, was Bing Rames really busy with anything else at the time of shooting this? I doubt it. Maybe he does a lot of voice work, but we just don't know. Maybe he does. I don't think so. Like, maybe he does porn. We don't know. We don't know what he does. Maybe he does. He got, you know what? He should be on this show so we can ask him. Got a little taste of it from Fault Fiction? He's never coming on the show. <laughs> I can't believe that's the the slam dunk you went with when I alley ooped mm. for porn. Yeah. I mean, gimped up rape porn? No, nobody's into that. You do a voice work in like commercials for cheese slices or something. Mm. He's doing the Arby stuff. Arby's? <laughs> He's doing the Arby's. <laughs> actually, I kind of want to watch the Arby's commercial his voice there. It's actually really cool. <laughs> Layers of Montreal smokes. <laughs> me. I can't do his voice. You can just picture him saying this. Because I, I watched a couple of the commercials and I'm going like, I think that's Bing Rames. Like, I'm pretty sure that's Bing Rames. And then the more I hear it, I'm like, there's no way that's not Bing Rames. So. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. So, in uh. retrospect, if you haven't figured it out, this is going to be the last movie on the list. <laughs> I was like, oh. I finished this movie and I was so mad because I like, you would have asked me two weeks ago, what was one of my favorite Mission Impossible movies? This one would have been close to the top. Okay, all right, close to the top. Uh, I mean, because of the other ones that have bumped it, but it would have been close to the top simply because it, it the high school Chris was like, yeah, give me more of this shit, mm -hmm. and now I'm just like, nope, take it back. Take it back. So that was Mission Impossible 2. Oh, it feels good to get that out. You feel better now? Oh, I kind of do, actually. I kind of do feel pretty was good. Was it hurting holding all that in while I was chit-chatting about... No, it's, what it is is, is it, it all days? normally, like, we'll do the banter stuff, but I feel like, well, you saw how immediately it just came out of me. Mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't have been fair to you so that you have your time and I'm literally just like, Blah and blah and blah, right? So we had to do things a little bit different this time. Because I think it worked. I think it worked. I feel pretty good. Hey, you know what? Hey, go for a cigarette right now. I feel like I just had sex. Ah. That's as close as I'm going to get to smoking a cigarette, though. Well, I want to take that back. Now. You just compared the worst Tom Cruise movie, in your opinion, to sex. Mm, and no. wife's watching. What I did was I got out 
all of that. I released. Oh. And the act of releasing, okay, was like sex. Was it orgasmal? Feel pretty good. I like that you squared off with that question. You're like, was it orgasmic? I got all Dr. Phil on you there. For Did a it second. feel good? Tell me about your childhood, Chris. <laughs> uh, so, Mission Impossible 3. You said that that was one of the highest rated ones. Which one? Number two. Number two? No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, nope, it's 57. It's the lowest. You said, oh, you said... I must have heard it wrong. I thought you said it was one of the highest rated ones. No, the, the original trilogy is all around the 57 to 70 mark. Yeah. The new trilogy is all the 90s. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. we'll, we'll get to the new trilogy. So, uh, MI3. We open with a retired Ethan Hunt. We do. Who's training others to do what he does. We do. And he also, he's married. We said that earlier, but he's married. I, yes, I did. Um, so, straight up, this is my least favorite mission possible. Okay. So... I'll, I'll blow apart on this oh. one. <laughs> All right. Okay. Then I will go. I'll, I'll go. You want to take this one? You, I'll, I'll wait until mm. you percolate. But, uh, okay. So, I had said earlier that uh, I feel like this would have been a logical sequel to the first one. Okay. And I still kind of feel like that because, I mean, you know, like he mentions his parents and how they passed. But he's also, he feels closer to the Ethan Hunt that he was in the first movie. And not this, like, thrill-seeking, death-seeking daredevil. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And even just the stuff that he does in this movie, like in fight scenes, there's no wasted movement. It's just to the point, right? Um, and, I, I mean, I, I, I liked that he was... I mean, this is also a little bit stereotypical because he's a retired guy, but then they bring him back into the field. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but that whole opening sequence where gets drawn back into the field to save Carrie Russell's character was actually really cool. Mm -hmm. It was really cool because uh, then you get to, you know, you're introduced to the new cast of characters, which um, I can't remember their names, but uh, the only one that I was I felt was the weakest was, what's his face? The John Rice Myers? Yes, that guy. That guy. He was poised for big things, but he's another one that I feel like is not that good of an actor. He's not. He looks good. He's good looking. Like I can That's see, it. He's got know, the look. But, I mean, there's really nothing to his character. He could have not even been in the movie, and I don't think I would have missed him. No. You know, and I felt like they were trying to position him as to be, like, the next Ethan Hunt character. I don't know what they were doing. Straight up. That's the only reason This why... movie has my least favorite IMF team. Mm -hmm. Least favorite. <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree, especially because, uh, well, the, the woman, though, I, I've always liked her. Maggie Q. Yeah, I I yeah, liked her, good. and I thought I like they could have done more with her, like in other movies. Yeah, because she's actually quite badass. Yeah, I especially because like Live Free Die Hard, she kicked Bruce Willis's ass in that. Yeah, exactly. Now imagine her in uh, the Paula Patton character in Ghost Protocol. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and we'll touch upon that in, in part two of our uh, Mission Impossible trilogy. Yeah. Um, but like <clears throat> the yeah, so that cast of characters, not the greatest. Immediately forgettable, really. Really forgettable. You know, except for Maggie Q, just because I... But I think it's because I like her, though. Like, I watched her in uh, Nikita as well, and I thought she was really... The Nikita, Nikita show is great. You know, and that's a show that should have went on longer. But I was so happy with the way it ended. Like, I'm glad it, it had a nice wrap-up. 
and that's that's one of the things. Was it like, a cliffhanger? It wasn't like we canceled this before you got an ending. That's right. It was, like, it was an actual ah. ending, and it's like and they okay. tried to cancel it, but they brought it back for one little short season to wrap it up, and I was yeah. so happy about that. Yeah, I gotta rewatch that show because I really like that. It was show. A really good show, especially because I really liked. Uh, I really liked La Femme Nikita, the movie, mm-hmm. the original movie, but I also liked the one with Bridget Nielsen. Um, was it Single White Female? No, that's not Single White Female. No, 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 no. It's, uh, oh. Uh, it'll come to me. Yeah. It'll come to me. But that was also a really good movie, too. It was really close to La Femme Nikita. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, so, um, <clears throat> the one, one of my big gripes with this movie is the rabbit's foot. Mm-hmm. Where we never ever find out what the rabbit's foot is, ever. We just know that Owen Davian is looking for it. So they, they get it, and Owen Davian is like, oh, I'm going to kill your wife and everyone you love if you don't give it to me, mm-hmm. right? But we never find out what that is, and uh, I don't necessarily, like, just tell me what it is. You know what I mean? Like, that still bugs me, even now. And I've watched this plenty of times, and I know that it's a MacGuffin. Yeah. Right? Which, uh,. Literally, it's just a nonsensical thing to get the story going. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Hitchcock? Hitchcock, actually, was the guy that created the MacGuffin and said, it doesn't have to be anything. You don't even have to have anything. It just has to be something so that the hero goes to here, yep. to here, to here. That's it. And, I mean, okay, I get that it's a 100% MacGuffin, but give me a little more than it's the rabbit's foot and I want it. You know? I'm going with it's the recipe for the world's greatest rabbit stew. Owen Davian, by the way. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Was a standout villain here. Mm-hmm. Was a really standout villain here. Um, that's actually one of my my good notes. Here. I was gonna say if that Bill Seymour Hoffman is the best villain in the series, hands down. Hands down. Ooh. He's deranged. I'm he's gonna menacing. say he's really. It's a thrilling performance. I would put him and the guy from uh, Rogue Nations is really close. Rogue Nations is close, but Phil Seymour Hoffman's interesting. Yeah, he was so good. I, yeah. In fact, like even in that hangar scene. I kind of wish he was in MI2 instead, just so I could see him on the dirt bike. I probably, that I would probably keep going for. <laughs> like, I might still just be like, it's the stupidest fucking thing in the whole fucking world, but goddamn, does he look cool doing it. He'll more hopping on a dirt bike. He didn't even wear a fucking helmet. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, but in the hangar scene, like, when he's hanging out from the hangar, and then they finally, like, get him off, because, like, Ethan's going nuts, and he goes, uh, yeah. I'm going to kill all your family, Ethan. Yeah, because he heard, like, heard Ethan. Because the first thing he goes is, what's your name? Mm-hmm. The guy's just like, rabbit's foot. You're going to tell me everything. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. What's yeah. your name? Do you have a wife? Yeah. Do you have a family? Because they're all dead. Yeah. I'm going to kill them all. Mm-hmm. And it's very matter of fact. I know. And I loved it. It's so creepy. Oh. Just... I. But even the scene where, like, Maggie Q spills the wine on right away and, and she's pretending like she doesn't speak English and he's just like, oh, yeah, no, I, I love having wine all over my shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just like, you're just being a dick, and this is an accident, and she doesn't realize you're being a dick. Yeah. She's like, "Ooh, fuck you!" But I, uh, yeah. I great mean, bad guy. He, yeah, he's a great bad guy. Uh, I liked, I actually liked how they were creating the mask on this on site. That part was kind of cool, even though it's a little bit like far fetched. Mm-hmm. But I found that like the tech in this one was dialed back from the second one, which is kind of funny when you think about it. 
It yeah. almost feels like the second one happened in this bizarro world where the tech was through the roof, and then this one happens. Because I mean, I think chronologically, that's got to be let's say let's say it's actually six years removed. You know, maybe in those six years, mankind went hold on, guys. Yeah. Turn the clock back. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I mean. MI2, he, he got the message on, like, these cool Oakley shades. Yeah. Through glasses. This one was a disposable camera at a store. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it kind of takes that step back. I mean, I, I made the Google Glass reference in the first one. Mm-hmm. And then you get the upped version of the Google Oakleys. Yeah, the Google which Oakleys. I, which I still think was actually really funny. And then you don't have that ever again. Yeah. You know? And even, even in the other movies, it's like some form of phone that he's talking on, but... But still, like, action-wise, I thought that this was kind of a perfect blend of the first two. Where the action's more over the top than the first one, but it's still just as, like, it's still more grounded. Yes. You know? Like, even just something as simple as having him, uh, when he's running on that freeway, and there's that big rocket coming in, and, and it, it hits, explodes. And it shoots and to the side. It doesn't just go out, it's just off Boom, to the side. Into a car. You know, and then he gets up, and he's like, what like he's all yeah. fucked up for a bit there you know and i mean this was also one of the times where he's actually using like big guns too like he's actually taking on these high-powered machine gun toting bad guys with another like high-powered machine gun so i thought yeah. that was visually really cool you know um <laughs> but then of course he's you know he's an enemy of the state now <laughs> he's gotta find the rabbit's foot elude imf figure out Who's working with Owen Davian? Uh, save his wife mm -hmm. with the help of this new team, right? Uh, and I always kind of like that the team just immediately is just like, no, we're, we're helping you. Yeah. You know? But again, so they did the same thing with Lawrence Fishman's character. I liked his character, but I didn't like how they were going, this guy's the bad guy. Yeah. This guy's the bad guy. And then almost immediately, like, full jets, Billy Crudup, yeah. Crudup, or however you pronounce Crudup. his name. You know what? Billy Crudup. I don't like his acting. I've never really cared for it, but I watched this and I'm like, he always plays the same character. He's always the same. You know, and I just don't like him. You want to hear my take <laughs> on him? My favorite stuff he's ever done was when he was Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> when he was the bald blue guy with his dick hanging out, not talking. Not emoting at all, yeah, because yeah. Dr. Manhattan has like really no emotions. <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah, this is his best performance. Yeah. I don't even care that his Just dick's stand flopping there, around. Do nothing. I literally don't care that his dick's flopping around because I'm like, this you can do. Yeah. This uncaring, unemotional, mm -hmm. almost robot-like dude. Yeah. You nailed it. You nailed that. This weird, like he's trying to be buddy buddy with uh, Ethan, and then later he's just like. He's all slimy at the end, where he's just like, no, you just you don't understand, and blah, blah, blah. You're just like, ugh. Mm -hmm. He was definitely a weak part in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the, the crude up. I don't even know how to The crud up. Crud The crud Crud up. Crud up. It sounds like a vegetable no one would want yeah. to eat. That's right. And yes. there was some people, like, when the new ages will hit, they'll be like, oh, it's really good for it you, man. It's really good, man. It's so good, like, it totally it just flushes out everything. Yeah, oh, my God. If you wrap that up in a kale leaf, you will, you will die. Gives you incredible eyebrow growth. Not only that, your erections are rock solid. Mm. <laughs> And blue. Blue erections. Blue erections. Blue rock solid. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> Hit me with some crudup. 
I feel like you'd have to tell your wife ahead of time, hey, I'm eating some weird shit that's going to make my dick blue. Yeah. But the erections will be rock hard, so mm-hmm. just don't mm-hmm. freak out about If you ever want to have a smurf in you, here I come. Yeah, that's that's a good way to not have sex for a while. Right. That's like, that's what's that line, uh, hey, excuse me, miss, do you have any French in you? No. Would you like some? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> And if that works, good for you. But if that works, you probably shouldn't go home with that one. <laughs> but if you, you do, might just, catch something. If you do, you might just, catch something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, wow. Frankly, you I don't accepted care what he, that. You accepted that. I'm going to leave. Frankly, leave. I don't even care what he said. He just looked at me. I was, I yeah. was already going to sleep with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh... But yeah, like I said, like, yeah. Owen Davian, great villain. Uh, Rabbit's Foot could have needed a little bit more fleshing out. Mm-hmm. I loved that he was actually, like, Ethan was married in this movie. I liked that idea. Did you like it? I really did. But then again, I was also a big fan of, uh, uh, Bourne hooking up with, uh, uh... Julie Sells? No. Oh, uh, Franca Potente. Yes. Or Franca. We did this the last time. Franca Potente. Franca Potente. Um, <clears throat> what the hell? Marie. Marie, there yeah, it is. With Marie. But I, I like the idea of him settling down with Marie, you know what I mean? And like, it had, they never ever fucked with his, like, if they never killed her, if they just left them alone, Bourne would have never got back in the spy game. Yeah. He would have settled down with her, had kids, probably would have been happy. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what I felt like with this. I mean, it's, it's a refreshing change of pace. That was great, though, because it was the first movie, too, right? Like, if it didn't continue, it was a happy ending. That's right. This being the third entry just felt like, what the fuck? For me, no, I didn't. No? I didn't get that. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold back in. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Just must yeah, bubble. get it in, get it in. Just ah. mm, swallow it down. But uh, <clears throat> the only part, because I mean, like, I, I don't feel like this is a perfect movie, so it's like up and down for me. But there are parts where, uh, like, at the end, where they really make it seem like his wife's getting killed because Ethan. Uh, didn't give her... Right, right. He gave they teased that right at the beginning. The gun goes off. Yeah. It's like, holy fuck. That was cool. They, they had that spot. Where they yeah. did like, uh, in, what do they call it? Medeus Reyes? It's a very interesting start to a film. Yeah, and then once you get to it, and you, like, he just wakes up, and he's like, where's the rabbit foot? I uh, gave it to you. That part was really like, what the fuck? What? Either you gave it to him, or you didn't. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. And if he did, why would Owen Davian go through all the struggle being like, I don't fucking have it. You know what I mean? Um, just to give that bullshit fake out where he kills her. And then we have the, the crud up uh, heel turn where he goes, hey, you know, there's mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, there's stuff we got to work with him on. And I was like, fuck, like, even in real life when they do shit like that, where they're just like, yeah, he's a horrible person, but we could get to worse guys by working with him. Mm-hmm. I'm always just like, why don't you just get this guy and then work to get those guys? Yeah. Okay? Like, you're being lazy. You're making up. it seem like it's okay for him to live a life of crime just because he's rubbing shoulders with worse guys. Mm-hmm. You know? But anyway, so that part, and like when they find out it's not actually her, I was just like, like, I'm glad that they didn't kill her off, but at the same time, I was just like, that's a fuck you. Like, that's a little, like, fake out. Yeah. You know? And you're just like, fuck. Um, but I did enjoy almost immediately where... He, the bomb goes off in his head. She brings him back to life. And then they do that shootout thing that was really cool at the end. And then it just sort of ends. But I love the fact that it ends with him, like, faking his... Or no, faking her death. 
So that oh, they don't actually say that they don't actually fake the death. They, that's something they they kick off in the fourth. Game. That's right. That's right. This one, they're just they're smiling. They're happy. Everyone's behind them, congratulating yeah. them, and they walk away, and it like cuts with them just like grinning. And yeah, that's right. That's right. Credits roll. That's right. That's right. And that's why the fourth one was so jarring. That's <clears> right. Now right. I that, that made the fourth feel weird because then it was like, you, you, where is this taking place? I thought you were fucking married. Like because they did a bowl. They put a bowl on it too. Like yeah. it felt like they said. Ethan's done. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, I mean, even with her character, I thought she was good. She has the distinction of being in Mission Impossible and Jason Bourne. That's right. Yep. I mean, granted, she's a background character. Yeah. Well, she's a glorified background character <laughs> in this movie, too. You know. Pretty much. But I, I like the chemistry with them. I thought the chemistry worked really well. I thought it was better with them than it was with Candy Newton. Really? But again... You know how I felt with the script, so... Yes. Um, I'm good, so... Are you good? Okay, here we go. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, technology-wise, we're kind of touching on that. I feel like this is a you know, very weird in-between spot of, of the first two films and, like, the New Era trilogy. Yeah. It's a weird spot, right? Because, like... Mitch Possible one's clearly in the 90s. Mitch Possible two clearly 2000s. I mean, like the Oakleys and everything. That was all the rage, right? Yeah. And this one's just like, it feels very strange. And, and well, it's like I was saying, like, it just feels like, it's like the world said, no, no, we gotta pull it back. Yeah. But you're like, you can't go from, like, Google Oakleys. Because, mm -hmm. like, there's still Google Glass out there. Yeah. They're still trying yeah. to make it so that people don't freak out. Yeah. But eventually, you're gonna see it more and more often. Um, maybe not to the extent, but you're going to see it. You're going to get a heads-up display in your sunglasses and stuff like that. So it's weird that they went here, and they yeah. oh, no, no, no. And then you'll go back here. And it was weird. Yeah. It was I weird. Agree. It was... I agree. So, <clears throat> Oh, you're smiling. Oh, you're like... <laughs> okay, before... For me, personally, it was painful to do this. You feel like... I think you've got a blue boner right now. Before before I started watching these, the first was my least favorite. Yeah. But I had these thoughts of the third, because I've only watched the third twice. I just didn't care for it. <clears throat> I've only watched it a handful of times. So when I went back and watched the third again yeah. now, I was just like, no, you know what? The first is way better than this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is sad, because like I said, Philip Seymour Hoffman's amazing in this, and it's really shitty like he was in this Mission Impossible, but at the same time, I'm happy he was in this because he passed just a little after, so at least we got this incredible yeah. performance. Oh, I forgot to mention this, too. I hated how quickly they got him out of there, too. Yeah. He's like, he's the big bad guy. Give me the round foot. He kills her, and then gone. Yeah, gone. Boom. <coughs> and Immediately then, that's gone. It. Yeah. <coughs> and you don't even hear about him ever again. Mm-hmm. <coughs> One for four? It's usually three. All right, all right. It's so crazy because even like the guys, like I work with the guy Steve. I've worked with him for less than a year, and even he's going. Usually does three. He usually has three sneezes. The three in a row. When he doesn't do three, something's up. Like, <laughs> if you don't okay say, you only sneeze twice. <laughs> I think I'm gonna die. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's no coincidence that this is the lowest-grossing Mission Impossible in the entire series, worldwide and domestically. Okay, this pretty much. Came damn close to killing the series. It was that unsuccessful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, wasn't <clears> it during the period too where 
Because this was, it was Mission Impossible 3, and it was War of the Worlds. Yeah, he had a nice little stretch there. And then um, uh, there was one other movie in there. But even, like, War of the Worlds didn't do as well as they thought it was going to be, if I remember correctly. Well, you know what it was? I think This was in and around that point. War of the Tom Worlds Cruise. was around the same time. But a lot of this, the reason why it failed isn't, isn't so much the reason why I'm disliking it. It's that this happened, this came out right after the crazy Yeah, period. that's what, that whole, And everyone was like, I'm not supporting anymore Tom Cruise. That's right, that's right. And I remember so, thinking that, so like, even, that, but don't get me wrong, I'm not going to put that solely to blame on this. No. I put it more on uh, War, of World, War of the Worlds, because yeah. that was a really good movie. And what I liked about that was, he didn't play a good dude. He played like a pretty shitty guy. Yeah. And so when you do start to feel for him at the end of the movie, it feels earned. He's not the big, huge superhero all the way through, so mm-hmm. so that was really cool. Um, yeah, but there was that. I remember that being. I think thing. it was actually after this where he wasn't in anything for a while, and then finally. Well, his he, handlers had to get. Finally, because he he was producing these with um, his producing partner Paula Wagner. They don't produce movies together anymore. He's on his own now. After this was their last movie they did together. Well, I think that that was one of his handlers too. Yeah. Because I think it was like his sister or something. I don't know what and then all of a sudden, like he switched with her, and then he went, "Hey, everybody, I'm gonna jump on uh, yeah. couches, this little crazy sell, thing, tell everybody in the world yep. that I love her. I, she's amazing." And yep. you're just like, "Like I love my wife, but if she ever saw me jumping on a couch proclaiming how much I love her, she'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And you gotta yeah. stop drinking during the day.' <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were drinking during the day. Yeah. You have an issue." Yeah. But anyway. But then he did Valkyrie eventually. He finally got an acting role again. It wasn't a big movie. It was good, though. But it was, it was a, good, good. a good start good. to getting it back again to where he should have been. Um, okay, uh, Lawrence Fishburne was, was decent in this for what it was. Uh, yeah. Nice introduction to Simon Pegg's Benji. Yeah, who, I, who I remember that. Who is now a character yeah. in the entire actually, new era trilogy. I really liked, yeah, I agree. Like It was a good introduction. And I remember even when I first watched this, and and that was again during that period where even I was kind of like, ah, I don't know about Tom Cruise, but yeah. I, I watched this and I remember being like, oh, hey, because okay. I like him. Again, you're playing on like who's hot at the moment. Well, he just came off of Shaun of the Dead and everything. Yeah. Like, he was hot at the moment. Yeah. You know? Um, and so that was nice. Yeah. Apparently, I just read Simon Pegg, uh, an interview with him last week, that he can't watch this movie anymore because he was battling alcoholism at the time he shot this movie. And every time he watches this, it just brings back I can see memories. That. I can see that, yeah. So, that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That interesting. Um, okay, uh, least favorite IMF team assembly, touched on that. Uh, okay, so, um, it feels like an episode of something I would watch on TV. It feels, it doesn't feel like a big budget Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with, A, it was directed by J.J. Abrams. This was the first film he did coming off a long TV career. That's right. That's right. right. This is the first movie he directed. And then um, you have a ton of TV-only stars in this. Carrie Russell's in there. Megan Q is in there. Greg Grumberg was in there. You probably don't, he was a guy at the cocktail party at the beginning, but like, you see his face, you're like, oh my god, you're in every TV show I've ever watched. Never in movies, but he's in this. So. Right, yeah. It really. But then, uh, what's his face? Jonathan, he was also a TV guy. Yeah, so like, it's, just, it's just full of TV guys. Um, Abrams wrote it with his TV partners that did Lost with him and Alias and everything. Like, it's 
it's really yeah you're TV right feels. it does actually feel really much like, like the it, it way it like starts yeah the way it movie. starts and the way like it wraps up with like the walk away and the smile and the freeze freeze frame on the, the two of them smiling that's a rough one too and it's just like it's like ah oh, god it's so tv feeling yeah so i don't know but like even for me though the stuff that i liked way outweigh the stuff that i didn't like yeah. was in mission impossible 2 the stuff that i don't like outweigh right stuff that i do like right where it's for me, this is like yeah. the thing that so I like, like. I mean, if we were just doing way. a ranking of the original trilogy, it yeah. would be one, three, two. Because mm -hmm. overall, I feel like one is the best of all three. Okay. You know, whereas you're probably like two, one, three. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. But the marriage was an awful fucking idea. <laughs> it's an awful fucking idea. This film feels like a finale to a series, and they should not have had him married. If they were planning on continuing it in the future, they should have planted the Julia seed somewhere. They meet. She's a guest star, just like a small role in one of them. She grows as a character. Grow that character. End with them getting married on the series. Go to the farm. Happy ending. It was very weird, and it, it put the future films in a weird spot, too. Because like, how are they going to write this guy with his being married and everything all the time? Right, and I mean, like, without touching upon right. the other Right, it was ones. just it was so fucking weird. And again, it was fucking weird because we're coming off the second movie where he loved this girl. Well, and it I ended agree. with them like, together yeah. and everything. Like, yeah. the first movie didn't end with that, with him, with a chick. They weren't doing the James Bond thing where no, he was a different chick. No, they definitely chick did not at all. I mean, they hinted at it with the, his mentor's wife. Yeah. But then you then realize that it was because she was, and, yeah. doing, she was a heel turn anyway. Yeah. So then, So yeah. they weren't playing that game with this series. So, no. like, him loving this girl at the end of the second... And then, boom, third movie starts right off with him staring at his wife. They're married. No mention of, like, Naya from the second movie. It was just, it, it was so weird. Like, they met at a lake. They got married. He's, like, he works for, like, what, like a fucking car company or something? That's a story. Yeah, that was his cover story. That's right. It was weird. And, and I mean, like, as soon as I watched, started watching it in the theater, I was just like, eh, this feels really weird right now. And the only thing that kept pulling me through Every time I was just like, uh, was like Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman performance. Okay. You boom, pull me back in. I was just like, oh, God, it's so good. And then just Actually, like, you know what, like, you're, you're kind of like, because I'm starting to like, I think it's because I watched it too soon after the second, second one, where now it was almost like anything right. would be better. Because, like, it, I mean, I had yeah. a fucking 10 minute rant about all the things I didn't like about mm -hmm. that movie. So, yeah, it's almost like being uh, the tallest midget, right? Like, Congratulations, you're still a midget, right? <laughs> you're taller than them, you're still a midget. But uh, but yeah, because I mean, it's not, I do I do like that he got married, but now I'm starting to think that you're right. Like it was almost there was no earning of it. Like if he was looking at this series, like I love the Mission Apostles, I want to do a fourth. Then he should have said, let's not do the marriage yet. However, let's introduce this character. Yeah, because even though I cited like uh, Orn and Marie, yeah, they had an entire movie. Where they they had their ups and downs within that movie, so that by the end of it, it made sense. Whereas this, they did the reverse almost. Where actually they did because then it was just like they had the cutesy scenes with them leading up to when she actually gets taken. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of like the Justice League movie. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, where it's just like here's the Justice League, and now we're gonna have all these movies too. Uh, yeah. You know. Oh, speaking of which, the poster for Aquaman. That's awesome. That looks fucking sweet. Looks awesome. And the poster for Shazam also looks, looks pretty awesome. sweet. So the fifteen second te teaser, the glass. 
Yes, I saw that today too. I'm just San like, Diego Comic Con this weekend. I'm just like Jesus Christ. I, I mean, the like, only thing I'll uh, say about Shazam though is uh, for the next couple of uh, posters or whatever, if there's any, maybe don't have eating or drinking stuff. Yeah, they're kind of really like. I get it. You're a kid. I know that they're doing the 52 where right. He's, yeah, he's, he's a still kid. a kid in Shazam's body instead of just being almost like Superman when he's or Captain Marvel or Shazam. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I get that part, but it doesn't have to be snacking the entire time. You know, but anyway, just a quick aside. All of that looks really cool. I'm excited to see these trailers. I really am excited to see I'm these trailers. I'm so pumped for this, man. I think we might actually get a look at Captain Marvel after this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Even though Marvel Studios apparently isn't there, I still think that Marvel or Disney will tease something outside of San Diego Comic Con. I think so, too. Um, I don't know if we need to see a Captain Well, yeah, kind of tease it, maybe. Well, we're going to see some for sure for Wonder Woman 84. Oh, Cheetah. We're going to see Cheetah for We're going to see Cheetah or something. I can't wait. I can't something. wait because, oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we'll see more Venom. Guarantee it. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I love San Diego Comic Con. I'll never, I haven't gone there. Probably. No. We talked about going there one time, but no, now, now it's so big. Married. Now it's so big. It's got a lottery system. What? They have a lottery system now. You could buy a ticket if you win the lottery. Wow. That's how big it is now. Okay. All so right. I doubt we'll ever do it. We'll just wait for the next one to slowly get to... New York Comic Con's getting the same way, so I'm glad I got to go to that before yeah. I got insane. Um, but yeah, you know what? I've done Vancouver. I've done Toronto. The smaller shows are just as exciting. You know what? It'd be, it'd be crazy just to go. Like, I'd just yeah. be like, oh, man. Yeah, they're just as you exciting. Know? So yeah, we could pretty much just pull an email of a hat one day. What else we got here? Uh, oh, that, that's, that's, that, that's, that's the end. I mean, um, oh, okay. Well, what we, what we got here? Yeah. What's my Michelle Mohanagan? I think it's Monaghan. Monaghan. She was in Eagle Eye. And that was a garbage Monaghan. movie. Monaghan. It was a garbage movie. It was a garbage movie. It was one of those movies where I was like, yeah, I like it. And then I'm like, no, I don't like that. She was also in uh, Source Code, wasn't she? Yep. Didn't like that either. I didn't even bother watching it. People love that movie. And I, I don't like I, it. I read uh, a breakdown of it, and when they got to the ending, and I remember just being like, Oh, yeah, that's really weird. Mm. It's really weird. Like, okay, so the guy's going back doing his loop thing until he actually figures out how to save the day. Yeah. And then uh, then you find out that he's actually, like, all mangled up in a coma. So then they just leave his consciousness in this apprentice, I think, into the... Mm. They get Gyllenhaal's body. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then that's it. So mm. then I, I literally might immediately go, well, what about the guy? The, the original guy? What happened to him? Was he a piece of shit? <laughs> I don't know. But are you better? Like, yeah. Ugh. It was one of those movies that, oh, we're a smart movie. Yeah. And, then, and everyone was like, oh, this is such a smart movie. And then the smart people watched it and they were like, no, this is a dumb movie. Yeah. And here's why. And then they're yeah. like, excuse me. It's a really smart movie. Mm -hmm. You're like, fine, whatever. That's, you're right. Fine, it's whatever. a smart movie, even though whatever. nothing of this makes sense. And the ending is actually a lot worse than you think it is. It's not a happy ending. No. No. Didn't care for it. So yeah, I like her. I think she's a good actress. And she was good here as Julia. Um, but again, I didn't see enough to give a shit about their relationship. They talk about this lake they met at. Okay, you met at a lake. I, you, I you're, did. you're starting off being married. He's, he's fighting to get to you. I don't understand why he loves you so much. Where did this come from? Like, yeah, no, I have right. zero connection to you two being married. You're right. That. And the one of the things, like, which <laughs> is like, we met at a lake, and I remember just thinking, what the fuck was Ethan Hunt doing at a lake? Yeah. 
was like, there a cliff there to climb? You know, and they're like, uh, <laughs> like they met through mutual friends, and I'm like, how is he running in a circle? That has a mutual friend. That actually has another circle that's linked up to her. I know. You know, I think... So she knows another agent, I guess? It would have made more I mean, sense if she was like a nurse for the IMF. Exactly. See? And that's and what then, I'm talking about. They put it right there. She's a nurse. A nurse for the IMF, and then uh, they got... Like, she got out of it. They got out of it, but secret... Because then they wouldn't have had to do that stupid car salesman bullshit. Mm -hmm. Because, again, you're like... I mean... Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to like downplay Ethan Hunt's selling capabilities, but, mm -hmm. I mean, you could just feel that this guy's not a car salesman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could just feel like there's something else going on with this guy, and it's not selling cars. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it was like uh, True Lies. <laughs> Schwarzenegger's character is a computer salesman. Yeah. You know, yeah. <clears throat> he yeah. spends an ungodly amount of time working on his body, mm -hmm. almost as if he's a bodybuilder by trade. <laughs> But you're right, yeah. Hey, sells computers. Sells sells computers. computers. Yeah. You know, I I would have liked my computer salesman to be a jacked up brick shit house of a man. <laughs> you know? I would like to know that the CPUs are so huge that even he can't lift it. I'd be like, oh well then sign me up. I'll buy this computer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're actually making me change your business. So so here here's what I would have done with number three. I would have had Naya return and I would have had Philip Seymour Hoffman shoot her. She is dead now. We go the Marie route. Yeah, and then you have now her. Ethan is just pushed to kill this guy. Then we introduce her as a nurse, and she's he the gets comedy. injured. That's right. She's a nurse. She heals him back up. He meets this new girl at this one. Grow he her can character. Still do the 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 new crew. Yeah, the new faceless crew. crew. He can still do them. Yeah, I mean that next, actually does work a lot. Next Mission Impossible. Say, yeah. Next Mission Impossible. <laughs> boom, we're on a mission. Blah 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 blah. We head back or something. I see her in the hall or something. We chit-chat. You know, we're growing this character. She's in little appearances to the point where, yes, they do fall in love. They do get married in the final movie. We get a happy ending with Ethan on the farm. The end. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean... It was stupid to start this off with a marriage that I did not give a fuck about. She came out of nowhere. It is. It, it is came is out really of nowhere. True. You know, I mean... It felt weird. It felt in, weird. In the lesser actor's hands, you would have cared even less. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, he does. He did a really good job of selling it. That, mm -hmm. You know, but you're right. For sure. You're right. Maybe I might actually have it so that this and number two are equal. Because <laughs> I can tell you that I, I do... While there are things that I don't like in Ghost Protocol, mm. it's not nearly as much. Oh, no. I you mean, that whole, I think that whole Dubai scene alone. handful of things fuck. where I'm just like... One character in particular and a handful of things where I'm just like, you did not have any of that or just tweak it here and there, then it probably would have been better. Yeah. You know, but. Um, so. So I'm done with my, overall, my, my three rant. Generally, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's funny. You had a rant about three, I had a rant about two. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That is part one. That is part one. Of the Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible Camcast series. Mission Camcast. No. No? No. Oh. I mean, Mission Impossible Part 1 Camcast is, I mean, it's not cool. Camcast Impossible? Nope. No, nothing. Nothing. We could just leave it at Mission Impossible. M-I-C. Hmm. Mission Impossible Camcast. 
MIC works. MIC? I, you know what? MIC? We're going with MIC. MIC part one. MIC part one, and then we'll have MIC part two. Yep. Uh, when Which we actually we'll, see, uh, uh, we'll go see Fallout. See Fallout. And we'll talk the new trilogy. We have to see Ant-Man. We still haven't seen Ant-Man. Yeah. I I, about that I'm the so far behind on movies. I thought that book, I literally thought about it the other day, and I'm like, we gotta see Ant-Man, and then, uh, so, I don't know, what are you doing this weekend? Sounds like it might be working in my sister's yard digging a trench. Oh, hey! That yeah. sounds like so much fun! Don't invite me to hell! Okay. I just told you not to invite me to hell. But I got it on camera. Me asking you. Yeah, 33 people are watching. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Know, someone would be like, come on, Chris, you should really do that I'm trench here. digging. And I mean, let's be honest, this isn't going to go live until after the trench has been dug. Uh, what is that? Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, it's Saturday for sure. And we'll see, maybe probably Sunday. Gross. Gross. Incredibly gross, but hey. whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Life. Adulting. Awesome. <laughs> Adulting. Adulting. So, yeah. Uh, I don't really think I have anything else to touch upon. I mean, oh, uh, did you see the Over Overlord trailer? The new not Cloverfield movie? Is there a trailer for it? I, I haven't seen was. it. I haven't seen it yet. It's like World War II zombies? Yeah, yeah. I heard it's something with World War II and zombies. But apparently it's not connected to Cloverfield. You know why? Because uh, the Cloverfield paradox was a glorified bomb. I mean, I highly consider it a bomb. It's a Netflix movie. Okay, but critically, people did not like it. No, I mean, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it at all. <laughs> I thought it, you know, it was a decent sci-fi. We got to see the monster from the first movie again. That's I the thought thing. That was like, neat. I didn't mind it. Didn't mind it. You know, I, I mean, I, I didn't mind Ten Cloverfield Lane either. I mean, I actually really liked that. I thought that was another weird movie, whereas, you know, the aliens felt forced at the end. I didn't feel like it was forced, but then again, I knew it was a Cloverfield movie. But again, John Goodman gave a crazy performance, and that kind of made me dig it. That I did feel like it was a really good movie. I, I just want a sequel to Cloverfield, the actual Cloverfield. I want to see those monsters again. I agree. I love those monsters. I love the designs. I love I know. the world of Cloverfield. But especially because now, like, the thing is so huge. Yeah, well, I mean, people were saying, originally with the first Cloverfield, and we're not really getting real off topic because it's J.J. Abrams, right? So we're just talking about the right? Who really gives a fuck? They were saying it was a baby calling for its mother, yeah, looking for its mother. Exactly. This ginormous one in Paradox could easily be the mother. That's right. And I mean, like that was one of the cool parts about Cloverfield Paradox that I liked, where it was like the two different dimensions, so yeah. that the one dimension was getting overrun by the Cloverfield monsters. Yep. And then, so when they did the switch, well, it brought the baby over. So, of course, the baby's going to be looking for his mom, because one second he's with his mom, and, you know, they're destroying the Earth. Yeah. Having fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, he's like, where's my mom? So, like, that part was, that was a great way to explain the monster showing up. Yep. But, I mean, I feel I, like... I love movie, my giant monster movie, so obviously, like... Yeah, but, I mean, I, I guess, is it too much to ask that they'd be more like the host? <laughs> Oh, the host is so good. I gotta rewatch that movie because I remember just being like floored so by good. Like, how much I like that movie. Yeah. You know? You know what? Korean horror movies and sci-fi movies in general are just really damn Yeah, but you know what it is, though? It's because it's a different perspective that we don't have. Exactly. You know? Exactly. We're inundated with all this other Western shit. So yeah. that's another reason why I love, like, kung fu movies and stuff because it's just, like, it's a different aspect. Mm -hmm. We can just, like, 
Chinese or just other like foreign flicks. Yeah. Because there's a different take on it. Like, uh, what is that horror flick on Netflix? Veronica. Veronica, yeah, Spanish, from the directors of uh, the Wreck movies, REC. Yes, that's right. Which are so good, that so was a creepy, really grippingly creepy movie. It wasn't scary. Like I actually thought it was gonna be more scary than it was, but yeah. it was just really like, whoa, because their perspective is different from ours, and I think that's why uh, we got so attached to Guillermo del Toro so quickly, mm. because it was just something so different but so good. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now we've officially got off topic. We're way off topic <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we gotta end But it. hey, you're ending it on a good low. Because you went to Guillermo del Toro? That's good no. I'm, <laughs> I'm good with that. Now crew's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> and they get serious like I'm Vincy. Or Billy Crudo. I better take my pants off then. Oh! Blue Dick! Campcast. Oh, sorry. Geek Pants! I like Blue Dick. That was a. Blue Dick. Blue Dick. Blue Dick. Yeah, Blue Dick. Well, maybe not. No, nah, if you're not wearing your geek pants, you got a Blue Dick. Alright, that's the way to end it. Mm -hmm. With me standing up, and then you superimpose. Yep. The uh, Dr. Manhattan dick color. I, I don't think I want to Google blue dicks. I don't think I'm going to find Dr. Manhattan by Googling blue dicks. Yeah, but all 33 of our subscribers are going to be disappointed that they didn't get to see the blue dick. Dr. Manhattan's blue dick okay. on my dick. I'll just throw on my 4K there and I'll take a screenshot of my phone. Because I ain't going to Google for that. Like that's the first time you've ever Googled Dr. Manhattan pictures? Of course, it showed his dick at the end of the movie, so I'm going to have to fast forward like four and a half hours to find the dick. You won't have to fast forward. It's scene skipping, you jackass. Oh, right. It's not a VHS. <laughs> <laughs> you could literally line it up in ten, in not even ten seconds. VHSs are seconds. becoming all the rage again, man. Of course they are. Did you see that? Why wouldn't they? Look at this. I did not see that. Look at this. <laughs> Stranger Things. VHS. <laughs> it's actually got it's actually got Blu-ray disc in it. But it's shaped like a VHS. <laughs> well, this makes sense. That they I got this from Target in the U.S. This makes sense that they would do it like that. Look at that. That's actually, this is sweet. I actually like this. Uh oh, what did I do? You broke it! There you go. I actually like this. Yeah. And even just the weatheredness. I know. It's so cool. That was really a true one. Uh, so good. Ugh, can't wait for that. I can't so wait for good. it. Chapter 2. Mmm. That's going to be great. Mmm. Mmm. Lasagna. That's the noise you made. <laughs> I think that's the way to end it right there. The lasagna. Mm, lasagna. These pancakes are delicious. <laughs> I don't even know where to end this stuff. I might just do the the, the geek pants little and then we go on for like 10 minutes. The stinger? Yeah, stinger. A 10 minute stinger I, is actually not bad. This is the longest after credits you've ever seen. Thank <laughs> God, it's the shortest credits I've ever yeah, seen. Cut it at blue dick. Yeah. Make sure there's a blue dick there. Oh, man. All right. Maybe I'll just color my own and take a photo. Well, no, because then they're going to think that's my dick. Like, at least with Dr. Manhattan, they'll know that it's Dr. Manhattan. They might go, whose dick is that? Yeah, whose dick is that? I don't want them to suddenly be like, is that, is that Chris's dick? Because then I'd have to be like, well, if it's big, I'd have to be like, no, yeah. no, it's not. All that bush is made, just making it look smaller than it is. Oh, you still look bush? you got to get rid of that shit, pal. I mean, I got to, you know... I shave sometimes. Just use an air. Dude, I'm hairy everywhere. Eight minutes. You must look really funny shaved because your legs are fucking grizzly as hell. 
No, you know what? I look great shaved. It must just be like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It usually is anyway. <laughs> doesn't matter if there's a bush. doesn't matter if it's a beach. All it is is just a pot of gold. That looks like a glorious penis. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank God. laughs>